you're about to listen to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio Network. To listen to other shows just like this, go to foureyedradio.com. Like our show, Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. Where we talk everything and anything about Pokemon. Learn something new. Like, did you know that every Pokemon card is misprinted on the back? The ball centerpiece opens on the wrong side. <laughs> what? I'm going to have to check that out. But yeah, you can learn stuff like that, which I just learned right now. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? Don't be afraid. It's working just fine. To listen to this show, find us on 4 and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And we got a very special episode today. This is one of our revisited episodes, which means that we have a special guest I'm so excited. We'll go ahead and introduce our guest. And if you don't know what a visited episode is, we'll we'll tell you what it is in a second. Because I want I'm excited because I want to go ahead and just introduce our guest right now. Yeah. Um, so we have our special guest AP from the Ranger Command Power Hour podcast. What's up, AP? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you because, you know, we, we had a crossover Ranger Command Power Hour back with our New Year special and you weren't able to make it for that. So we knew we definitely wanted to have you on like as soon as possible for, for one of our revisited episodes that we're doing <laughs> this year. And I'm, I'm glad that we do because we're also going to be talking about like a really fun, goofy ass episode. So I think it'll be a fun conversation. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but before we get to that, you know, just uh, kind of generally like, What's your familiarity and background with uh, with Spider-Man or or not just this show but Spider-Man in general? Um so Spider-Man in general, probably one of the first superheroes that I really I don't want to say got into, but it was familiar with um sure. even as a kid. So I used to watch the um Spider-Man animated series. Mm-hmm. And then I got into the whole like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies cuz that was like yeah. All the rage oh, yeah. um, back when I was younger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny story, Spider-Man 2 will always hold a yeah. special place in my heart because yes. I was watching it during a hurricane. And what? then they told us we had to evacuate the theater <gasps> because the roof at another part of the mall had just collapsed. Oh, my That God. is like the worst movie to be kicked out of. <laughs> I would have been devastated. It's such a good movie, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, wait, what happened, though? <laughs> we got a refund, and um, my entire family found our way home in a hurricane, and then we eventually oh went back and watched God. the movie at a later date. <laughs> wow. Do you have, like, vivid memories of, like, when it was called? Like, when you were, when you were pushed out of the theater? I think it was when... Uh, I want to say it's when Doc Ock first showed up. 
Like when oh, you first oh realized exactly like what was going on with that. <laughs> I rem- I rem- That's so terrible. I remember being so into it and then like the lights turned on and the theater guy came in and he's like, yeah, so everybody has to leave because the oh, roof is no. gone. <laughs> I would have cried. I would have right? legitimately cried. That, right? Spider-Man 2 is the first movie that I saw, like, uh, I say many times in theaters, but I saw it three times in the first, like, 36 hours it was out. Like, be- because I was like, that was the greatest movie I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I need to immediately go again. Because I think I went in at midnight showing and then, like, went to bed and then went again, like, that same technical day. Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> Because no. I was like, this is the greatest. Oh my gosh, that's devastating, AP. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just like the timing oh of gosh. that was will always hold a special place in my heart. But then, um, <laughs> so then the new like MCU Spider-Man with the Tom Holland, I'm pretty mm-hmm. into that mm-hmm. too. Nice. Um, yeah. That's a thing I do. I've got like a cousin who's real <laughs> into the MCU and we go watch those movies together. So that's like a cousin thing we have and. I don't know, Spider-Man's always been a, Spider-Man's always, like, kind of been in my life a little bit, so. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Um, You said you, you grew up watching the animated series. Is that, like, the extent of your animated Spider-Man watching? Cause, which, I wouldn't be surprised, because I feel like that's the one we all kind of grew up on. Um, And then they made, like, a million more, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's the latest Spider-Man animated one, but mm-hmm. I remember, like, quite a few years ago checking out an animated spider-man and i think it was gosh it might have been drake bell with spider-man oh yeah ultimate spider-man yeah (laughs) i think i i think i've seen a couple of those but other than that my animated spider-man is basically limited to the animated series sure sure (laughs) and that one's very very different from most from the one that we grew up with oh yeah huge hugely different and they've basically had a Spider-Man show on for like I don't know the past decade, so yeah. it's hard to keep track of like which one's which. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Does Lego Spider-Man count? Because I've seen like sure, I've seen some of that. So I don't know. Yeah. I haven't even seen any of those yet. <laughs> I want to cover. I want to cover those at some point on yeah. our show. Yeah, <laughs> they seem really fun. Cool. I love it. Yeah, that's great. And it's because one of the reasons that we we like we wanted to do these revisited episodes was to sort of get different perspectives. And like, since Spider-Man is such a well-known and popular character, you know, like everybody kind of has different relationships with the Spider-Man universe and mythos. So like we're coming in with our perspectives, obviously, but then it's sort of like, okay, but someone else is going to have grown up with the show differently and have different tastes and stuff. So what do they think about it? So that's exciting that you have like those particular experiences. Um, That's exactly what we're looking for. (laughs) And just, you know, just for, for the for the listeners, uh, just out of curiosity, like, what other kind of um, TV shows or superhero properties did you kind of watch growing up, like, like around the time that this, uh, this 90s animated show was out? So, I think it was I, the Batman animated series that was on around the same time. Oh, yeah. I also yeah. watched Hell that. Because yeah. I vividly remember an episode where... Gosh, I think it was Batman or no, so Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent, they met and they basically looked the same. And <laughs> I remember being very confused as a child because I was like, which one is which one is which at this point? But 
<laughs> Which incredibly strong-jawed white man are you? Exactly. With, du- with black hair. <laughs> like, yeah. I was usually, like, a pretty with it kid, but I remember being, like, very confused at that point. Like, <laughs> That's like, so funny. Which, which one is the Superman one and which one is Batman? But, no, I watched that one a little bit, and I know I watched another one, and I can't... No, the X-Men. Oh, I did yeah. watch a little bit yeah. of the X-Men, but not too much. I was... I, I was never really into X-Men like I was everything else, so. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same way. Yeah. Me too. I, wasn't a, I, was, I, I appreciate X-Men now more, but at the time it was like, that's eh, cool, I guess. Yeah. But- <laughs> that's what's so weird about the X-Men and like, like not growing up being super into it is like now I'm like, everything should be X-Men. And I'm not even familiar with it now. I just like, I just know what its themes and the stories it's told are. And I'm like, why was I not into X-Men? It's everything that I need. <laughs> <laughs> it's been doing all this stuff so much longer than all the other properties. What was wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm just, I mean, I guess it's like it's not superhero in the same way, but I assume that <laughs> you watch Power Rangers growing up around the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> Very different kind of superhero show. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is, this is the fun one because it's one of those things where like, you might not have an answer for it necessarily. Do you remember, like, before watching the episode that we're talking about today for this show, do you remember, like, the last time that you watched either this episode or this show in general? Probably not for about 20 years. Yes. Nice. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love it. Like, over 20 years, probably. I'm so excited now. <laughs> I love it, especially for this show, because what we're watching is an episode of the 90s animated show, which, like I said, so many people around our age grew up watching. And so there's like a really strong nostalgia around this show. Mm -hmm. Um, And nostalgia is such a powerful drug that it like it colors what you remember in such a very particular way. So I love that it's been probably decades since you've watched the show i mean i probably wouldn't have been able to watch it this time but my cousin the one who is like into the mcu thing he's letting me bum his disney plus account (laughs) 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 nice hey thanks guys like i feel like like at least a fourth of people who watch Disney Plus do not own Disney Plus and are just watching it on someone else's account. That's just how it be. That's just how it be these days. Could be me. With- no, I like it because I keep changing his icon on there and then pretending like I'm not the one doing it. I'm like, I don't know why you're Lightning McQueen now. It's it's a mystery. God fucking amazing, amazing. Look, that's like life in the age of streaming where it's just there's so many of them and they're all so expensive. Like, you do what you yeah. got to do. It's like, I'm going to pay for this one and this one. I'm not paying for any of the other ones. Let's connect and make friends and watch it on <laughs> exactly. each other's There you go. That's how you do you it. You need a streaming collective, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. But that's great, though, because that means that I'm assuming, you, like, your memory of this show is very vague like just because it's been such a long time uh, yeah i i mean yeah. i remember the guitar riffs at like every like <laughs> opportunity and i remember the animation style and that's about it so it's so like a nice refresher 
Oh, that's fun because this episode has like so much stuff in it that's like oh so indicative of this show. Like I honestly f- forgot even having just watched it a couple of years ago for a podcast. Like, oh my god, this is the episode that has like everything in it. So it's like yeah. such a good like tasting a tasting menu. I feel like <laughs> if you're like watching the show for the first time in in two decades, it's great. Good. <laughs> <laughs> So this is what we're doing today. If uh, you know, if you're listening and maybe you either forgot or didn't listen to our New Year's episode, um, this year one of the new kind of things that we're doing on Wildly Web Snappers is these revisited episodes where we kind of check out uh, an episode of a show that we've covered before with a guest. So we're coming in with new perspectives on our own just because it's we've covered different shows and it's been in this case like I think about two years since we uh, since we covered this episode. Uh, one but of then the also, earliest episodes we talked about. Yeah, it is. This this was an episode we talked about. On on our episode number four. So like way back in the day. <laughs> um, so we're definitely probably going to have maybe some different perspectives. Maybe not, but but I feel like we probably will. And then obviously we have a guest as well to talk about it. So it's, it's not going to be the same sort of breakdown and plot by plot, beat by beat thing that we normally do. Just a general conversation um, since we've technically talked about the episode before, but it's definitely going to be different and fun conversations. So the episode that we're talking about today is is of the 90s Spider-Man show, Spider-Man the Animated Series. If you're watching on Disney+, Plus, which most people are these days, this is listed as Season 1, Episode 4, The Menace of Mysterio. Um, and like I said, this was also our Episode 4 of our podcast. It was a weird one because like, that whole first season <laughs> is a messed episode order-wise. So I think we watched it 5th because it's listed fifth, the 5th fifth yeah. episode in some places. We had a whole conversation about, about it on our podcast. And there was also an episode of our podcast where we covered three episodes at once. It's a big mess. I'm and- I I like what we're doing now much better. <laughs> so <laughs> one episode at a time. <laughs> yes, like that much better. But yeah, so that's the episode we're talking about today. We kind of picked this one out because we just knew it would be a fun one to talk about with the guests at AP wanted to do an episode of the '90s show. So let's just dive right into it because there's a lot of stuff, <laughs> goofy ass stuff in this episode that I yeah. absolutely love. One of my favorites because it's so weird. Um, yes. General thoughts, AP, <laughs> on this Mysterio episode. Um, I mean, can I start with the theme song? Please, please I had the do. captions on when I was like watching it, and some of those <laughs> lyrics were just like hilarious. And and if you're not listening very well, you don't know that they're the lyrics unless you have the captions on. It's like they were just saying like radioactive spider blood over and over again. Yeah. Over and over. I appreciate that. It was uh, a classic '90s and a lot of guitar riffs and. Wasn't it? Uh, didn't we learn, Derek, that the theme was composed by like a member of U2 or something? No, like no, that? no, no, no. It was the Who guitarist. Was it? it was Joe Perry, the guitarist from Aerosmith. That's today. right. That's <laughs> oh right. God. That's right. Aerosmith. Of course, it was <laughs> yeah. Aerosmith. That's I right. mean, guitar riffs, great. <laughs> I don't know if I would say master lyricist necessarily, but <laughs> it is a work of art. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's uh it's iconic i mean people still people still recognize it and i feel like it's one of those songs that like you you only have to hear a very very tiny bit of it and you're like i know exactly what that is you know what yeah. i mean it would be yep. such an easy name that tune song uh for so many people who were kids in the 90s yeah yeah, even just playing the, the just the one guitar riff without the yep. spider blood, spider blood, radioactive spider blood. Yep. 
I'm really curious, AP, what you think of this Peter Parker. Because this this is the first cartoon we covered, which, you know, makes sense because it's the one we grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've now covered so many, all of which have a Peter Parker. Um, and then obviously there's the backdrop now of the MCU and the, the massively popular Raimi trilogy. We've got Andrew Garfield on there. So what are your thoughts on this Peter Parker? <laughs> is he as you remember him? He is probably like my <laughs> least favorite Peter Parker. Oh, uh, man. If yes. I'm being honest. No. I, I feel Go that. Off, sis. He's, he's, <laughs> We're here for it. He's a little too confident in himself. Uh-huh. And it kind of kind of annoys me. Like, annoys me greatly. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if we're doing this like a chronological discussion. No. But nah, there was we a can point. go wherever you want. There was a point at the end of the episode where he's like, where he made that comment that like MJ would look really good in like a skin tight suit. And I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. I was like, ew. Oh, AP, if you watch and like, and even oh. just like a couple more episodes of the oh. show that happen to feature one of his love interests, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> because there are multiple of them in this show, even though he is like uh, just a totally loathsome Peter Parker much of the time. The, the women are fawning all over him, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened back to our original episode covering this, and I do believe this was the episode where I finally said like, Derek... I don't think I like Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. It's it's frustrating I think because they're they're taking like particular aspects of Peter Parker from the comics that make sense. Um but I think it like it's highlighted in a very like extreme 90s way that just it ends up just coming across as as just that trope of like the sort of nerdy guy who's just like uh, it's like the nerdy guy who just feels entitled to women, basically, oh, yeah. and 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 yeah. no no women ever call him out on his entitlement for yeah. it at all. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's that instead of the like nerdy kid who's mysterious because he's misunderstood as like aloof instead of just shy. Yeah, because this Peter's not aloof or shy no. at all. He's no. extremely personable in a way that gets annoying sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even mind like a personable Peter. Par- Peter Parker or a more confident one. It's like this one's just a little too full of himself and not in like a yeah. charming way. It's in like yeah. a it's in like a cocky way. Yeah, I feel like Andrew Garfield delivered a personable Peter Parker who was able to talk to lots of different people but was was sort of awkward at the same time. Yeah. And that sort of like uh nerfed his like confidence or nerfed I think the perception that he was cocky because you also got to see that he was sort of like awkward and 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 overthinky and insular a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. and also just like this peter parker's like way too like built and it's uh <laughs> it's a little off-putting yep. i'm not used to <laughs> everybody in this show is ridiculous you know what's funny too is like even the security guards at the at the uh the museum you're, they're sitting there like call the cops and i'm like you all have superhero bodies you are all, like, just slightly smaller than the rhino. Like, just punch something, guys. It, everybody is just, like, ripped. Uh, yeah. Or, like, strongman. Or, yeah. like... Adonis, uh, bodybuilder. <laughs> broadest shoulders and strongest jaws of all time. Can Can you believe that Peter Parker is supposed to be 19 years old in this show? Are you serious? Because I yeah, didn't know that. Like... Oh, my gosh. He's just barely in college in this show, yeah. He looks like he's like th- at thirty five at least. I like, honestly <laughs> thought he was thirty five. Yeah, 
because he looks and dresses and frequently talks like he's 35. Oh my gosh. That that makes it worse. Uh (laughs) That makes it so much worse. It's a terrifying 19 year old. (laughs) Uh huh. Oh God. I love this show. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) It's so much fun. It's, it's weird because like, there's so much to sort of like poke fun at it about, but it's all in, for the most part, it's all in like a funny time capsule way. Like obviously there's like weird stuff, like the way he treats women and like stuff like that. But even that is sort of time capsule because if you look at the context of other shows around it, it's like, oh, none of you got this right. Like oh, yeah. so few of you were getting it right. So as funny and, and and goofy and stupid as the show is, I always end up enjoying it anyway. Oh, yeah. No, that's like, that's how I feel with most stuff from the 90s. Some of it doesn't hold <laughs> up, but it's still like a nice, it's a nice like nostalgia trip and it's good for when it when it was made. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I I feel like in the 90s there was a sense that like a lot of TV writers especially were really trying harder yeah. than I think. Like not and this isn't to be down on like previous decades of television before it, but I think that in the 90s particularly a lot more writers were interested in like experimenting and taking more risks and chances and trying to like elevate TV and sometimes sometimes even like you can watch stuff where it's like, oh, you are trying to be progressive in your own way. It's just this was like 1994 and you yeah. did zero research and got it completely wrong, but you were trying. And I sort of get the sense in this show, too, like we talked about it a lot, but like especially after the first season, they really experimented with like serialized storytelling and like character development and arcs and stuff like that that were still very new for kids TV shows. And I think like that makes a lot of like these 90s shows as a time capsule so much more like charming in a really particular particular way because it's like like this isn't great but oh you were trying so hard and i appreciate that so much (laughs) i think that trying matters for like what we're experiencing right like i think if you can feel them trying it's easier to stomach something that doesn't go right like for for whatever reason maybe it's just the tiktok algorithm but for whatever reason i feel like glee has been coming up a lot in my my life and i didn't even watch glee but the conversation of like how glee has aged i keep running into on the internet And a lot of what I've been seeing is like, well, the show was progressive in a lot of ways, but it was also really tone deaf in a lot of ways. So like it was important for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but it doesn't necessarily hold up compared to what we have now if you're trying to look for like good nuanced representation for certain things, right? So people still like Glee, but looking back on it, I think there are still things people are like, oop, that doesn't age well, but they really, really tried. Glee had its own (laughs) issues even back then, so I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) I never watched it either, but I feel like I always heard like that sort of mentality where it's just like i mean they tried but there's issues yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's like any property that like really wants to represent something but isn't willing to like take a full home run swing right like yeah and and this isn't exactly that this is more like it feels sort of like testing the waters of or like for the first time getting toward like even a toe in the pool of like doing things differently and that's less of the like safe choice and it it's it feels almost more like a risky choice even though it goes so short in its distance to do something different sometimes if that makes any sort of sense yeah sure well i mean i think just by like this is this is the episode on one other one other thing that i was remembering when we were choosing this episode was like this is the one that that introduces Terry Lee, who yeah. is not a character from the comics. She was created for this show, and they were very like particularly like, oh, we want to 
add a black woman to the cast because there just aren't a lot a lot of black women in 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 Spider-Man <laughs> things in general. So le- you know, we have this role to fill, so why not create that? And it's sort of like it's such like a low bar to clear by just like having a character of color like exist at all, but yeah. They did it, and they didn't have to, you know, so, yeah. like, good job. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, exactly. was going to touch on that as well, but... I mean, go for Like, what did you think of that character? Because I think we we dig Terry Lee on we this stand. podcast. Oh, no, she was pretty, like, she's pretty badass Um, for 90s cartoon character. I like how she put, uh, she put Peter Parker in his place a couple times, and I, yeah. I appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> She was pretty cool. I honestly, I'm, I might watch a couple more episodes today just to kind of get more into these characters because it was uh, pretty interesting. I will say for a show that doesn't always do female characters super well, Terry Lee, at least at the point that we've watched in the show, we watched the first two seasons for the podcast so far. And I think that they've written her very well. Like she's always been really well utilized. Yeah. Um, like there, there's a Blade two-parter in the second season. And oh. and she's a major player in that, and I think oh. that they do really cool stuff with her in, in those episodes. Oh, I might yeah. have to might have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you like yeah. Terry Lee, I would definitely check out the Blade Two Parter. Okay. I feel like Terry Lee should have been utilized more for the exact reason that you just sort of like identified AP, and that she's a character who can put Peter Parker in his place, and it doesn't feel antagonistic it feels productive and it feels almost mentorly Mm -hmm. in certain ways but just like a different style of mentorly uh and i wish that she was around more to do that because i think it really benefits the show and i think it benefits peter in this episode especially when he's sort of at his like angstiest yeah no definitely especially when it's like this is a peter that uh kind of sucks sometimes so Like, Anyone who can do. be like, you're being real sucky right now, Peter, is fine by me. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Oh man. Feelings on Mysterio in general, if there are any strong feelings <laughs> one way or another. Gosh, Mysterio. No, I, I mean, I hate to say, but the entire time I was watching this, I was thinking back to like Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio. Because I just mm-hmm. watched sure. the, I just watched that movie not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of liked him. He was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more like everyman, just like a smart everyman compared mm-hmm. to other, well, compared to the Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio, which is my most recent <laughs> frame, of, like my most uh, recent like frame of reference. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, he's not a he's not a hot Mysterio who fucks like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's basically what I'm trying to say without saying it. So thank you. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you can say whatever you want here, AP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a Mysterio with a ponytail. <laughs> yeah. I I liked it. I wish he had a little bit more to do in this episode. And I don't know if maybe he comes back later or anything like that. I just I just really appreciated his like kind of like everyman demeanor. He was like smart because he created all this like holographic technology mm-hmm. and he did like special effects, but he was just like he was just like a regular guy who had his like life ruined basically yeah. by Spider-Man and That's a really good point and it's not even really something I think we explored when we first watched this episode so I'm glad mm-hmm. you bring that up because this episode is so like wacky and all over the place that it really sort of feels like a bunch of vignettes about how Mysterio is just like bugging Spider-Man and sort of like yeah. uh 
making Spider-Man's life more difficult, but they focus so much more on that and not as much on exactly how Spider-Man sort of fucked up Mysterio's life. Like, they reference it, you get it as a point of motivation, but where we meet Mysterio is already in the aftermath, right? Like, he's Mm -hmm. already built himself back up. And I think a show nowadays, or a show even just a little bit later, might have rebalanced that in in a way that would sort of fit what you're talking about, AP, of exploring more the everyman that is Mysterio sort of building himself out of... This uh, this moment that <laughs> that sort of ruined his career, where he thought he was taking a big swing, like a high risk, high reward type yeah. swing in his industry, uh, and it goes wrong, and he he blames blames Peter Parker or not Peter Parker, but Spider Man. Yeah, that's an inter- That's a really interesting kind of take on it because yeah, I didn't really think about that either because they don't focus on it. But we really, you know, we get we get Spider Man's sort of perspective on the Quentin Beck origin story, but like. When you think about it, it's just like, yeah, he was just a special effects dude. He did admittedly take it too far, but like is a, I don't know, is is putting like an extra special effect when you don't have like a license for it or whatever, like Does worth that going. Does make you a supervillain? Yeah, is that worth know? like going to prison for? Like I know that it caused yeah. a lot of collateral damage from it in, in that flashback, but obviously like accidentally i'm sure that he's not the only person in hollywood who has like broken some rules and just he just happened to get caught for it like breaking rules in hollywood (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's really interesting because then if you think about it from that angle that like he is just like i just tried to do my job well and i just my life was ruined for it then it's like he just becomes this character that's just like just happens to be processing his trauma in just not the best of ways <laughs> but it's Mysterio like yeah. <laughs> well I think that highlights I, th- I think that highlights a, um, a really important sort of like evolution of how these stories are told for these characters because if you think about the way that this this episode depicts the or quote the origin story of Mysterio it doesn't exist until Spider-Man shows up. Like, we don't know his motivation for why he did the special effect other than, like, he wanted a better effect. Well, why? Like, why did he Why did he feel the need to do that? I feel like now you would explore that and you would, you'd pull his origin story further back mm-hmm. so that you understand Quentin Beck's motivation as opposed to just Mysterio's motivation. Yeah. And now yeah. I feel like we do that pulling back further and further. Um, you see that with like Electro and the Amazing Spider-Man too. He feels betrayed by Spider-Man as well, but you see further back than just hmm. his first interaction with Spider-Man. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Why was he adding an extra mortar for this? Like, was he you know was he about to like get fired from his job because he wasn't making good enough special effects? So this was his last ditch effort to like make something look really cool and maybe save his job or something. I, it would I make know. him more sympathetic as opposed to what the show wants us to believe, which is just this is a guy who did a bad thing and so yeah. he's a bad guy. Yeah, like they almost framed it in a way that he did it on purpose and like. Maybe he didn't intend to cause collateral, like all that collateral damage, but he kind of maybe knew it was a possibility. Right. But yeah. maybe that's not what happened. Maybe it's like what you said. He just wanted to, it was his last ditch effort to save his job, but the show kind of framed it a little weird in this episode, in my yeah. opinion. That's really interesting. I think it's probably like kind of the pitfall of 
trying to just do a more or less straight adaptation of like a very old comic book origin story, yeah. right? Like that's more or yeah. less what this episode is. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of the first season of the show was that. And then, you know, starting with the second season, they just kind of play with the pieces on the board and stuff. But like, you know, they were telling these these uh, early in the comics in the 60s, they were telling these like, you know, kind of potentially complex stories in very extremely short periods of time. So it's like everything had to be painted in broad strokes. And it's just like the more that storytelling has evolved and audiences have evolved, we're just like becoming more and more aware of like, okay, but (laughs) there's more to that, right? Like it doesn't have to be that simple, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny too, because this episode presents this accidentally complex fake hero in Mysterio because he's like, I'm a hero, and I will prove it to you by scaring the shit out of you constantly. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why does That's... this make you a hero? I, I, I felt like I felt like uh, J. Jonah Jameson. I thought he mm-hmm. kind of got on board with Mysterio a little too soon, even for someone who just doesn't like Spider-Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> he was just like, okay, Mysterio, you're a hero. Let me just follow you everywhere. Um, (laughs) yeah, I felt like that was a little weird. It seemed like I was like, at first I thought I missed something and I actually rewound the episode a little bit. And I was like, no, he really did just jump on board that. (laughs) Yep. It's, it's so funny that you say that. Cause I think one of the things, one of our most like common, not necessarily complaints, just like observation is just how freaking fast paced this show is. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous how much they pack into these like less than 22 minutes it's ambitious but yeah then you get weird stuff like that where it's like everybody loves mysterio and it's like didn't he just like pretend to try to kill everybody and that's literally all he did like how, why sure did. it's like he just showed up two minutes ago and you all love him like i don't <laughs> i don't understand literally all he did was say i'll stop spider-man and everyone's like good because we fucking hate that guy now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and everybody stand uh-huh. oh my gosh i mean i guess i guess with jj spider-man is such a button for him that like anybody who's like i will take out spider-man he's like fuck yes i stand <laughs> the queen mysterio exactly but it's like the general public is like right there with him like immediately yeah, yeah. and i guess in this episode j jonah jameson literally says like don't you know who I am? I have influence. So, like, maybe the implication is just that, like, J. Joe Jameson is such an influential, powerful media figure that, like, people have lost their will to, like, think critically and are just like, J.J. said it, <laughs> so it must be true. I mean, he had a fax machine <laughs> in his limo, so... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe he is that influential. <laughs> uh. Oh, I didn't think of it that way, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> he has ridiculously tech... Ridiculous tech technology in his car um yeah the more i think about that how does that work because you need a phone line for it and i know that like car phones existed but i don't think you can can you send could they send faxes through like because how could they i don't know i guess i guess somebody tell us what a fax is uh and how that works and then maybe we'll understand because i also don't understand like, I know what a fax is, technically. I just don't know how it works. <laughs> you might be able to now, but I, I always know. thought you had to be, know. like, wired into, like, a physical, like, landline for that. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I figured the data that it's transferring is, like, too much to just, like, float through the air. Yeah. Right. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Certainly not secure. 
I know. Maybe he's just dragging a phone line behind the limo, like, oh. at all times. <laughs> Please let that be true. It's just a really long <laughs> extension cord. <laughs> <laughs> connects the limo to all of new york city <laughs> he has that much influence he's that powerful there's just somebody standing on every corner waiting to like re-plug it in like just like waiting there like here he comes here he comes go <laughs> all right we're connected again <laughs> oh my gosh i can't wait for someone to like email in and be like actually car faxes were a very common thing in 1994 i can't believe you didn't have it he's how it works <laughs> more people owned car faxes than pagers you morons <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> oh my gosh now i'm just like picturing like a limo zoom in through new york city with like a giant cord behind it. i love this the I chaos this of it the chaos <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I wish I could draw because then I would like. Right. I wish I still had the patience to draw because then I would like sketch that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel that constantly, AP. Like, if only I were a comic artist, no, right. <laughs> I would draw all the things. <laughs> I have these really cool images in my head that no one will ever see. Oh well. Really, really cool images like limousines with extension cords. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the extent of my brilliance right there. <laughs> Hey, we're here with you. We like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe someone will deliver and be like, I mean, I guess if you want a limo with an extension cord, here you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah. Well, Derek, you talked about the pace of the show and how much they managed to like fit into a frequently like 19 or 20 minute episode. And I feel like this episode is probably one of the best examples of that because you get not one but two origin stories. Uh, you get Mysterio's origin story and Spider-Man's origin story yeah. four or five episodes into the show. You also get Spider-Man quitting being Spider-Man and being convinced to become Spider-Man yet again. And like three or four interactions between the hero and the villain all in one episode. It's wild. <laughs> Were you expecting to see an origin story on episode four of the show, AP? I was not. Um... <laughs> neither were we i was a little like that's another thing that like confused me a little i thought maybe i like i mean i know you mentioned some of the episodes were out of order i was like a little Mm -hmm. confused i was like maybe it's listed wrong like maybe this is like the first one i don't know but but no i was not prepared for that i was not prepared for how in-depth it was too it was pretty extensive (laughs) <laughs> yeah. didn't miss a beat <laughs> yeah it's like i got every every single bit of it. i got the catchphrase i got the wrestling i got the, got the robbery i got the uncle ben pictures i got the aunt may being all sad and stuff mm-hmm. like i got everything i got the whole yeah. origin story like it seemed like several times too like yeah. i felt like they went yeah. over it like at least two times in that episode yep yeah, it's this is the first episode of the show that like explicitly gives his origin story. Like the first one doesn't really I think maybe it's just like I got bit by a radioactive spider like in passing and but does not really go into the origin story at all. It just kind of starts. Um what was interesting about this show is that it was meant to sort of be like the follow-up to the James Cameron movie that was supposed to be being made. So, like, the reason they don't start the show with an origin story is because it's like, well, people will have just seen an origin story in the movie that will have come out, but then that movie obviously got canceled, it didn't happen, and the show did. So, like, 
my assumption was always that as they were writing the first season, this might have even been a rewrite thing where they're like, well, now that we know for sure that we don't have the origin story, we're already produ- producing, you know, the, the first couple of episodes. Let's go ahead and throw that origin story in there for the kids who have no clue who Spider-Man is at this point. <laughs> it's just a bizarre episode to, like, throw it into because there's already so much yeah. happening. <laughs> Yeah, it had to have been tough if that was a rewrite to figure out exactly where you were going to slot that in. Although they probably could have eliminated at least one run-in with Mysterio, (laughs) (laughs) considering there were many. But yeah, it is interesting to think about because even if that's the logic, you still end up with a a Spider-Man cartoon that doesn't start with an origin story over a decade after the last Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Do you have any, 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 um, any other, I have, I have plenty of little things that I noticed this time around that I could talk about. Do you have any, any like other, just, uh, any spare thoughts, AP? I mean, this is kind of off the wall a little bit, but there was one line in the beginning of the episode that I kind of appreciated when I think it was MJ. She was like, why does a theater major have to take physics? And I was like, I feel that. (laughs) I feel that so much. Because I was like literally a theater major in college who managed to avoid taking all math classes. So Nice. I was going to say, you're both theater majors. Do you do you two also feel that theater is just like physics? <laughs> Did that uh, resonate with you? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Uh... It's all about making sense out of life. There's a lot of dangerous things involved in a theater, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of physics in theater, technically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're on that crew side, right? Like, there's a lot of physics involved. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, technically, I wasn't, I wasn't a theater major, but I, I just did a, a shit ton of theater, but so much of it that people often thought I was a theater major. Um, you're just a theater person. Theater person, yeah. yeah. Theater person. I, w- I would have liked to have been a theater major, uh, but, I mean, I, it, that's a whole other conversation. I'm not going into that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ask no, us on our next is... AMA. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, it is fun. It is, But it is such, like, a weird – it is, like, an interesting line at the end of the episode that doesn't really – it's funny. I think we I think we even talked about this whole end bit of the episode on our episode where it was, like, they tried to sort of tie all this into a little bow in a way that they didn't really need to because it's, like – I don't know. It was just like goofy Mysterio episode that was fun. And it's just like physics and theater are the same. Science and art is the same. Thank you, Uncle Ben, somehow. Like, it's just really it's a weird conversation that doesn't (laughs) quite make a lot of sense. It is weird, but I felt less bothered by it this time for some reason. And I don't know why. Like, yeah, like I I feel like when I watched it the first time we talked about it, it felt like this egregious addition where I was like, "Why are you revisiting Uncle Ben?" You, fi- I think I even said like, "You closed that already." <laughs> <laughs> but like listening back, I was like, "Why was I so mad?" <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's definitely strange. Like it's not an episode that needed a bow at the end, but it is like a very brief moment where he's just like, it, it's like corny. It's very hokey. Where he's just like, and thank you, Uncle Ben, for helping me make sense of the world. Ding. So like it's silly, but <laughs> I was like mad. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I do think MJ is way too easy on Peter in that whole scene after he 
forgot their date and then like was like kind of nasty to her on the phone before then uh-huh. and she's just like it was my fault and it's like no it's not what are you talking about you like literally forgot your date what are you talking about yeah amp <laughs> what do you think of mj here uh i mean i thought she was uh jeez. Oh, i want to use a word that's kind of inappropriate um so i'm not going to but uh <laughs> Or can maybe I can say it and you can cut it if it sounds a little weird, but she was a little simple. She was a little too simple, and uh, hmm. yeah, I, know, I feel like that's the best way to maybe describe it. I don't think that's necessarily inappropriate because I think it has to do with the way that they've chosen to portray her in this episode, and I think it ties into what you're talking about, Derek, where it's like she's too easy on Peter. I think it's because they wrote a really simplified version of mj where like they want her to be sassy but they don't want her to actually be a multi-dimensional character at the same time like she had no personality she was just kind of like there to say certain things and then and do aerobics yeah for the camera for the for the men animators and men watching (laughs) i'm still convinced that that actress had no idea she was going to be doing sexy aerobics while she recorded those lines does not reflect it at all. She's just talking like normal. Why isn't she like even remotely out of breath from the like the the ridiculous stretches she's doing? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It does uh it does get better like their portrayal of Mary Jane. Like 100%. this is not this is definitely not an indicator of what the show as a whole will do with her and okay. how they'll formulate her. But it's not a great it's not a great look for her because she does sort of like she apologizes for something that's not her fault. With that in mind, I think her sort of like shutting Peter out looks worse than it actually is because that's like a good move on her part to be like, I'm not putting up with your bullshit. But then is like, sorry, I didn't put up with your bullshit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's very, very strange. But she goes on to be a much more fleshed out realistic version of what I think they did poorly here. Okay, <laughs> yeah. That's good to know. That's good to yeah. know. I just, yeah. I felt she was like simple and she just seemed like she was like filler character in this episode like she could have technically have been anybody that's a big problem with the early part of this series and the yeah women. and and the thing is like this is i think this is technically her first full appearance like she just makes one quick appearance her first appearance is just like the you hit the jack or hey tiger you hit the jackpot thing like the end of an episode this is like the first full episode that we really like see her in and it's <laughs> like that was their opportunity to introduce us to her character and you really outside of like she's a theater major <laughs> that's all you get <laughs> from, from yeah. her in this and like she's kind of has she's kind of snap it's like sassy that's that's it so it's like not the great not a great first impression unfortunately for a character that like in the comics is great farther down the line is great it's just like they just didn't know what to do with her at this point i guess yeah, and at this point, the show is explicitly told through Peter's perspective, so all we get is that sort of, like, gut reaction of, like, isn't she being a bitch? And it's like, well, no, if you actually let us learn who she is uh, and why she's frustrated by this, like, no, she's not. <laughs> but they don't do that. Nope. Not yet. I still just, I like uh, I like all the the fun, weird, the animation in this episode is not great. But I love all like the fun, weird designs that they have still with with Mysterio, like in his little fun house that he ends up having with like, I love the animatronic werewolf and the dinosaur robot. All that stuff is so cool. Oh, I did love that. Now that you mention it, that was that was pretty cool. I I wasn't I wasn't expecting that 
maybe I should have been, but either way, I wasn't, and I liked it. I, it was I don't just, think I was. It was kind of a, it was a nice shock to see him. Like, I was like, oh crap, he's got Mysterio. He's typing at the, he's typing at the keyboard. He's gonna get him. And then he turned around, and it was a werewolf in a cloak. And I'm like, what? I was like, I was like, genuinely not expecting it. So. It's so because it's like a funny like double turn because it's like. I, you could reasonably expect that he'll turn around and like, oh no, it's Mysterio, but he's a robot. It's the fact that he's not only not Mysterio, but it's a werewolf inside of the Mysterio yes. costume. Like, yes. all right. Yeah. I was like, this is a nice twist. I was like, yes, <laughs> werewolf. Yeah. It's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about Mysterio, though, and I, that's why I love the, the way that they handled him in Far From Home too, where it's just like it's your opportunity to just get fucking weird. Like, yeah, you want to have a, were- a werewolf in your Spider-Man show? Go for it. Like, you have the whole hallucinatory sequence in Far From Home. That's great. Mm-hmm. They don't really they don't get as like trippy in this episode or really this show, but like they 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 use it as an opportunity to just do weird stuff and probably draw things that they never would ever have the opportunity to otherwise, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think having those characters is important cuz it lets the artists sort of like flex muscles they don't typically get to. Mhm. When they went into the funhouse and uh like speaking of that, they went into the cabinet and they found all the little holograph cubes. Yeah. Or hologram cubes. I was mm. like, dang, that man has plans. And I like wish we <laughs> saw more of them. Because there were so many little cubes. And it was like, yeah. what is are there more werewolves in them? I don't <laughs> I don't <laughs> Are there more werewolves in those cubes? <laughs> Every cube could be something different, but no, Mysterio has an army of werewolves. I would I love, love that. that. I love that. I so would much. love that. <laughs> like what could it be <sighs> yeah so like, there's just, just like unanswered questions and like possibilities in those cubes so yeah that's yep. all i'm gonna say could yeah, be what werewolves to might not be for real if this <laughs> yeah. were like batman he would have just like taken all of them but Spider-Man doesn't do that. <laughs> so where'd they all go? <laughs> yeah, after Mysterio gets like, because he gets does he gets arrested at the end of this episode, right? So like, the the cops just have a bunch of holocubes now. Like, I don't. <laughs> I mean, that would be a dope twist if it turns out that like there's just a police officer who like takes on the mantle of Mysterio while Mysterio is in prison, and <laughs> Spider-Man like mistakes it for a Mysterio trick, but it's actually just like one of the corrupt cops, just like fucking around and being like now's my chance that's a fun idea actually <laughs> fun idea for a story i'd be into it <laughs> that's like a that's like a cw spider-man twist so I don't know. <laughs> well then we're very here for it 100 percent here for that <laughs> oh this is so random this is so random now but i think it's really funny now that We've watched a bunch more shows since we originally covered this episode. Like how frequently there's points when a spider person is in like a fake spider web with the giant like spider and or spider robot attacking them. Because it's happened like a couple of times in older shows and it happens in this episode as well. That's a good point because it happens in this. I think it happens in Amazing Friends. It definitely happens in Spider-Woman. Yeah. And I feel like it's ha- might have happened some another time too. It's just, I mean, it makes sense because it's like obvious. Like, of yeah. course, Spider-Man stuck in a giant spider web. How ironic! <laughs> but 
but when you think of like staple villain antics in spider-man like that's not what i think of but it clearly is one you know yeah yeah (laughs) and it's not even always the same villain it's not like a mysterio thing necessarily Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that is weird (laughs) yeah well, how does this, uh, how does watching this episode, if at all, affect, like, what you remembered this show being, AP? Like, is it pretty on point, or is it pretty different? It's pretty on point. I don't, I honestly don't remember too much from the show, because, yeah. again, it was, like, probably over 20 years ago the last time I watched it, <laughs> but it's pretty on point with what I remember, just kind of, like, good old web slinging fun and the j jonah jameson like being like ah spider-man and i don't know like mj showed up it's it's pretty much what i was expecting i don't know what i was i mean i don't know exactly what i was expecting but this it feels like this was correct would you believe ap that the the show that derek and i are currently covering on the main feed uh or most recently covered on the main feed doesn't have j jonah jameson in it what isn't that weird? That's bizarre. <laughs> or at least we haven't met him. If he yeah. if he does show up, we have we haven't seen or heard any of it. <laughs> yeah, we're like halfway through the first season, which is like twenty six episodes long, and he has not been introduced yet. Yeah, uh, if he if he does get, and I honestly don't know if he's ever in the show or not. I would be surprised if he never shows up in some capacity. Me but... too. But he's such a staple, especially in this version of the show. Like he's constantly there. Uh, and he's a he's a major player frequently in the episodes like he is in this one. So it feels yeah. it feels really integral and, and in most circumstances is really integral to the stories that are being told. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think he's the only character other than Peter that appears in or is, like has a voice in pretty much every episode. Maybe you missed like one of them, but he's he's in he's in all, almost all of them in the first season. And no other supporting character is in is is yeah. in it that much. Like he's kind of the second. He's like the second most supporting character, which is so interesting. Oh, for sure. But this episode really does have like kind of every bit of Spider-Man like distilled in it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. The only major like first season character that's really missing from it is Felicia. Yeah, yeah, say. for sure. But otherwise, this is just this is this show in a nutshell. <laughs> it felt like a really good like almost like a primer episode. If you haven't yeah. seen yeah. it in a while, it kind of tells you everything you need to know. So. Yeah, I think Absolutely. that's a good point. You could like drop somebody this episode if they're like, oh, I never actually watched that. Is it any good? You could be like, well, here's the vibe. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like, you let me know. <laughs> yeah, like, you, can, you can decide from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any, anything else? Needs more werewolves? I don't know. <laughs> well... Yes. Uh, Always a yes for everything. How did you know, AP? That's how we end every one of our episodes is needs more werewolves. (laughs) 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 Although, I will say, uh, Spider-Man is not without werewolves. We have certainly Mm -hmm. covered episodes that involve werewolves quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know there are more werewolves out there. All right. Indeed, <laughs> not enough, but more. Yes, not enough. Always should always be more. Every gyps, yeah, werewolves, werewolves all the way down is what, what I say. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun episode. I love it. I still love it. It's goofy as hell as a mysterious episode should be. I <laughs> like it's great. I'm glad. I'm glad to have an opportunity to watch it again and show it. Show it to someone else. Flaws yeah. and all, it's very fun and ridiculous uh, in a way that I love. 
yeah, I don't think my feelings have drastically changed revisiting this one, but I'm happy I did because it is such a fun romp. You mm-hmm. know, like I think I'm maybe a little bit easier on it than I was the first time, and we weren't even especially hard on it. I think we just talked about the pacing and some of the weird, like, hokey stuff. Um, and maybe it's because we've watched so many different kinds of shows that some of that stuff doesn't feel as bizarre when you have like a full spectrum of things. Yeah. But I still feel feel positively about this episode for the reasons that I do, which is just the silliness and and the Mysterio of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, AP, if people want to find more of what you're doing or talking about or whatnot, where can people find and follow you? People can find me on Twitter at Secret Ranger Van, or they can check out my podcast that I'm on, the Ranger Command Power Hour. That is also on Twitter, uh, our website. It's on RangerCommand.com. We're on like all the podcasty websites. Uh, find us on Twitter, Ranger Command PH, and uh, that's about it. Nice. Yeah, you should all check out Ranger Command, especially if you're into Power Rangers, uh, whether you're into it now or used to be. It's a really, really fun podcast. And honestly, like Ranger Command is a little bit in our DNA. Uh, Derek and I have both guested on there before. Some of our earliest podcasting uh, individually uh, and actually together uh, is on on Ranger Command. So good show. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Well, thank you for for joining us. Um, We're so happy to have had you here. (laughs) I'm so glad that you got to revisit an episode of a show that you actually watched. Some folks are going to be watching like episodes totally blind uh, and some folks are going to be like revisiting stuff. I'm glad that in this case you got to see one that you had watched, but not for a very, very long time. It was really fun. Yeah. No, it was it was nice to revisit, uh, revisit like an old, uh, old show I used to watch fondly. So, yeah. If you would like more of us and things that we do and talk about, you can find stuff off the main feed over on patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers, where for just $1, you can access most of our uh, content over there. Uh, We do spider bites on all sorts of Spider-Man related things, uh, comics and videos, video games, all that sort of stuff. We do after dark commentaries where we drink and watch TV shows. Um, and, uh, we put our AMA episodes over there. Uh, and if you're a patron, you get to access those two weeks early, uh, where we talk for literally three hours at a time about pretty much whatever you want us to. Uh, so check that out. If that sounds like something you would like, that is at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers. In the meantime, if you would like to find more from Derek and me, you can find us all over the internet. Derek, where can people find you and the things that you are working on? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find me on my YouTube series, Second Chance, which is a video essay series that looks at bad or divisive media, but from a positive lens. What about you, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also find me on another podcast here on the 4 Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just as we feel like it. And if you like books and video games, you can check me out on a podcast called Novel Gaming, a podcast about books and video games with little bits and pieces of other pop culture. If you would like more from Derek and me talking about media, you can check out our monthly podcast called Falling with Style. It's an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where we watch every Pixar film chronologically. And our episode on cars, that's right, the talking cars, is out now, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com, where all of those things are together, archived, organized, uh, and sorted however you would like them. And you can follow Walloping Web Snappers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Walloping Web Pod, or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, but especially the big ones, because if you like what we're doing, somebody else will too, and that makes us more visible. Finally, next week, things get a bit chilly with the episode Spider-Man on Ice. See ya. Bye.